now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Good morning, bedheads. Let me drop this phone, and I'm going to lean over on my lap, y'all. I'm tired. I need a nap. I've been up too early, and in just a second, you're going to hear my dog, like, stretching. Man, there is a burst of sunshine, an absolute burst of sunshine. As I reach over and try to grab a journal here, uh, a burst of sunshine shining through. And I understand this afternoon is probably going to be a 360-degree if that's the thing, that is the thing, right? Turn of the weather. But right now, I'm like looking down the hall, I'm out the window, everywhere. And I'm getting ready to lay it back down. I did wake up a bit too early. So I said, let me go ahead and do a how to get out of bed. Yesterday, we did our how to get out of bed. And I realized it was almost noon. So I don't know what happened there. Uh, I don't have a lot to talk about today. Um, because we said a lot yesterday. And I actually have a podcast this afternoon where I'm going to talk about still things going on with the governor and the state of Georgia being one of the first uh, to reopen, even though we didn't do a complete shutdown, uh, how the night before that kept everybody up and just a lot of worry, aches and anxiety over that. But also a lot of discussion as to whether people are ready and, and those who are going back and then to trying to separate that from those who have already been declared essential and that are still working. Man, I tell you, you know, you know, we just can't can't get right. Is that it? Can't get right. We can't get right, y'all. Can't a and prosperity get right. Um whew, I saw a couple of things on online where that kind of makes sense, but Whenever we get ready to address something like, like, oh, there's something obvious in front of us or an elephant in the room or this, that, and that, let's talk about it. We end up not coming to a solution or fixing the problem because you have to spend so much time trying to figure out where you coming from with that and why is that your experience and how is this your experience? And then you have to take all those experiences and realize, wait, are we not looking at the same thing? Because some things I feel like ought to be just clear cut and dry. I mean, I'm that person. I'm on that spectrum. Like everything to me is, has to be clear cut and dry. I can't deal with all the the varying degrees of it. Is it right or is it wrong? And then you got these people, they've got so many degrees of what's right and so many degrees of what's wrong. If it's left, it's right. I mean, all of these things, and there's a train whistle in the background. But I mean, it's like, like, like literally, there's a train whistle. Somebody else was like, I hear it, but how far away is it? Like, so we got to talk about the fact, okay, it's probably three miles away. Oh, well, let's go. See what I'm saying? And then guess what? By the time we figured it out, by the time everybody hones in on the fact, if I quiet enough, you can hear the whistle. You can hear because it, it stopped. Um, but all of that, see how much discussion had to be taking place? And, it, and we some people missed. That's what I'm talking about right there. There's an example. You missed it. You missed it because I had to spend so much time explaining the fact instead of saying simply there's a train whistle. Listen. You would have heard it. And you're going to hear it again because that just means it, it's crossing one of the many crossings. Um, it'll it'll blow again, and it'll blow longer, and it'll blow harder. But and and there are those who, even though there's a train track there, don't expect the train. <laughs> That's what I'm dealing with this morning, and the fact that one, I don't have, I haven't had enough sleep. 
I don't know what I'm running on. I'm running on, I'm running on phone fumes, meaning that I've been on my phone. I woke up and I got on my phone. Had I not touched that phone, I would have gone back to sleep. But that's what I'm talking about. There's a train track. There's a track. Let's put that one right there down so I remember to come back to this. If when you see a track, how do you not expect the track? I don't care if the we I don't care if it's weeds growing, or or or. No, y'all can't hear because if I, as soon as I'm quiet, I saw my my monitor there go flat. But there's a train whistle. It's like there's a train track. How do you not expect a train? That's what I want to talk about. Because there are signals all along the track. When it when the train hits a certain point in the track, it triggers the signal. Triggers, y'all. You gotta know your trigger. Somebody's gonna look back at my nose and go, "Wait, what does she mean by weeds?" <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. That's that's lack of sleep going on there. Uh, triggers, right? Every every. And the train goes down the track. It goes at certain speeds. It's all of that. It's programmed, even though they have a conductor still on there and all those kind of things. But it gets to a certain point, uh, and then it triggers all the alarms. It the, They know to blow the whistle. I've even, and, and I purposely live near the train track, right? And there have been times when people think they can make it across. You've seen cars get pushed down the track. Uh, you've seen trucks get stuck on the track, even though there's signs say, hey, listen, if you're this kind of truck, you got this many wheels. Um, when you hit that wheel or that part of your truck, you're more than likely to get stuck at this crossing, go down to the next crossing or the next crossing. And you have that person like, I don't want to do all that roundabout driving. And then they try to go on across the next thing, you know, they're stuck. And oh, but this one is the main one. So now that you're stuck at the main one, you're going to clog up all the streets because now everybody's going to try to avoid this and go around and go to, you know, and so now um, you get one, this one problem that could have been avoided is now caused all these other things. Now you got people who are late getting home, late getting to the schools, late getting to the daycare, all that stuff. It what what is just piling on, just piling on um problems, you know? On um, things that could have been avoided. Right? Everything in everything there is the opportunity to avoid it. And I'm not saying don't try, you know, because there's some things that you can try and you can make an error or things can happen. You can walk away from it. Some things you can't, right? But in a lot of things that we don't get a chance to walk away from, there still was an opportunity to avoid it. And and then somebody has to investigate and make a determination. And and you know what? In the investigation, man, that's the part that makes you mad because you're somewhere and you think, oh, well, that happened four hours ago. And then you roll up and you're like, wait a minute, this is still going on? Because after it happens, somebody's got to be out there all day investigating what happened. Then they got to try to make adjustments. You know, was this just a person here that ignored all the signs and they caused this problem? Or is there something, how many times has this happened? One thing I know in my neighborhood, there were a couple of, in fact, uh, that particular train track I'm talking about, there's one, they 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 closed several of the crossings because they're, they're reconstructing one of them where instead of going over the tracks, they want traffic, they want to now route traffic under the train track because 
apparently in the future of transportation, there's going to be more activity on the track. And so you got to reroute this main thoroughfare that goes over the tracks. You know, we're outside of Atlanta. It's not, I'm not talking about, I'm talking maybe a couple of hundred thousand, but I don't think millions of cars, but it it is the main thorough. It, it's a main, when I say a main crossing, it takes you from one county into the next. And, and if you know anything about transportation in the South, it has, you know, some stuff hidden up in there, but it, it's a main thoroughfare. Anyway, so they've got to reroute that in order for us to get to the future of transportation so that we can put more activity on the train track some 20 years from now. They need to take all of this past 10 years working on this road. And I don't know, I don't know how I got to that. But anyway, that this has to be done in the present so that, so that things can be done in the future. And because of that, there have been great changes in our traffic patterns, right? So you'll see a sign, you're, you're going down a road, you've been going down probably all your life, and all of a sudden there's a sign there say, hey, a new traffic pattern is coming. And people have had horrible times adjusting to these. Now, there are those, if, if you put up a sign, they're going to read it, they're going to pay attention, they're going to adhere to it, they're going to tell everybody, warn everybody, listen, hey, be cautious when you go that way, be cautious when you go that way. And people go, I don't do caution. Right, and they just go barreling through, and they were like, "Whoa, where'd the wall come from?" Okay, yeah, you're supposed to take a sharp left or a sharp right, or go around the curve, or do this and that. You're supposed to slow down. Did you, did you not see the sign that says "sudden drop in speed"? You know, you got you going from 55, 70 to 55 to 25 to 35. This, that, and the other. And every quarter, it's gonna change. You know, gotta pay attention to the sign and and uh, and the people that are out there in the road and working and all those kinds of things. Right. And even though all kind of warnings have been out there, there are those that will still and always because, you know, like people like myself, it's like, oh, there's a traffic is going to change in 30 days. Okay, I'll deal with it then. Right. Then all of a sudden you go flying down the road and you like got to make that sharp left. And you're the one. (laughs) You're the one for which all those scrapes of color are on that wall. Everybody's going on with those little dents. And so forth. And I have a daughter. I was riding with her the other day. She was in the neighborhood and we got out. Um, and I was looking for some supplies. And she, we went that way. She was going to get on the highway. And I was like, oh, just going down the road. But she didn't know the traffic pattern had changed. And she was like, whoa, what's going on down here? Uh, yeah, you need to come to the neighborhood more often. So there, there have been those for which uh, one of the traffic patterns is the turn signal, you know, usually, usually if you were going to make a left turn, you would have to sit and wait for the green arrow. Well, now it, instead of turning red, it goes from green. Uh, it's, you come to a stop, but then it goes to yellow saying, we'll proceed with caution. And that had to do with the fact that I think they thought we would be at a point of the self-driving cars and automate all this automation that failed here in our state. I don't know about your state, but it failed miserably here because we were we were at such a crash rate of uh rear ending people that it didn't work. But they what they did was to kinda they thought in some places it does, but when they changed it from um 
going to red and green to just being a blinking yellow, meaning that instead of instead of halt instead of sitting at the light waiting to turn, you know, take your chances. And a lot of people thought when it went from green, um, it went from green and then it went red just shortly, but then it would start blinking yellow, a lot of people would just take off and not necessarily yield to oncoming traffic. And therefore uh, there were repeatedly uh, near head-on collisions, and one—I mean, like one after the other, one intersection after the other. All, you could just sit, and you could just watch. It was happening over and over and over, and it still happens to this day. And there are those who are already driving above the speed limit, coming flying down because they have the green light. They don't know that that person sitting in a turn lane is looking at a yellow flashing light. And they're just wondering, why is that person turning? Why is that person turning? And now everybody has to, has had to try and break or try to avoid the accident. And they can't. And I know, I know for a fact in that particular one, everybody was wondering, like, how are they notifying people that this is something to come? Is it just by the sheer accidents? Like, we're going to like, oh, wait, why are they wrecking? Oh, look, this light is to us. And I'll tell you, it's still to this day, even though it's probably been around maybe a year now, it still catches you off guard. Um, and there's still accidents. And because you're so used to coming to a complete stop and literally waiting for the traffic pattern to cycle through before you go again. And all of a sudden, and, and, and the way we drive now, especially, you know, people distracted, um, you want to, you want to stop for a minute because the way it's like, if you, I know driving around here, sometimes I want to stop cause it, the lights are so triggered now to keep traffic flowing. You feel like you don't get a break. So now you look for a yellow light or a red, red light to just kind of stop for a minute. Cause I know for myself, like in my, when I had my commute, uh, I, once I got on the highway, I was literally driving for 45 minutes. So I needed to stop for a minute when I when I got, you know, because otherwise I'm not going to stop. I'm going to have to drive straight for an hour because I'm going, literally going from the highway um, from exit to the exit. And it was literally driving a straight 45 minutes. You're tired. So you look for a yellow light to slow down and a red light to take a break, right? But then it's like all of a sudden now, it, it, as soon as you pull to the light, and if, you know, there are no other patterns, it's triggering the light to go ahead and turn green. And so you're just going and going. Go write that down. Just going and going and going. I'm going to write down signs. Right? So we end up tired. I think that's it. Like, I'm, I'm tired. But how long does it take to correct something nowadays? Why does it take so long to correct something? Why are there so many degrees of separation as to between right and wrong? Why do we all have so many different perceptions of what's right and what's wrong? Um, we were talking, I was on a couple of groups. I've already commented on a lot of stuff this morning um, that, I've been, that I was tagged in, especially when I go to bed early, tagged in overnight and, and so forth. And so I was reading the headlines. I like to read uh, the news before I turn on the television because what I know for a fact, I live in the South and there is a spin and a bubble put on just your average story. So I like to get a sense of it in a larger 
in a larger sector of globalization uh, and then see what the spin is in my in my town, right? And let me tell you, there's a very deep spin that comes through my television here. If I depended upon um, what's on television as my first source, I can't do that in the South. No one should do that in the South. So again, so I was looking at some some global headlines because even in the global headlines, even though, though I'm, I have to deal with these things on a hyper local level, hyper local level, um, it still plays into that. And then I turn on TV and I go like, "Wow, really?" In the parts that they pick out, you know. And so I was in a group and and they asked a question about you know different places reopening and all eyes are on my state. And, um, and then there are the special, um, niche, niche, niche groups in, in the different things and how everybody's responding to it. And, and, and one particular group that I'm in, they took on a very stereotyp stereotypical, um, response to it. And, and I just watched and I was like, and I watched how that, how the reasoning, how fast it went through the group without anybody challenging it. And I'm like, why, how, how is that a thing? How is that, that nobody, like nobody has a different response to this. That's, that's where we are. That's the narrative on this. That's what everybody really and truly believes, or is that the perception or is that, and I, I begin to look at it and to see, well, did everybody have the same source? Cause there's no way there's no way we can all wake up out of bed and and believe the same thing so far from the truth, okay? So far from the reality. There's, I'm, I'm, in my mind, I'm going, there's no way we could all wake up and believe the same thing so far from what really and truly is. And then I looked at the source that everybody was going. I was like, oh, okay. Okay. Because I had the way with all. Let me go and do and comparatively see what really happened. Like, move out of the way. Let what happened. I don't know. I don't need you to interpret it for me. Let me see what happened. And let me make my own decision and see how I am equipped to deal with it and what I have around me that empowers me. I make sure that I have everything that I need to empower me to think for myself. And I know that's not a thing. Now, that's one of the reasons why I have become a source. Like, I'm podcasting about how to get out of bed, right? There are those that are listening. So that's the separate, that's the separation. But even in that, I still say, listen to me, but give me yours as well. So today, even though I'm getting ready to take a nap, getting out of bed and starting the day, and I'm surprised that, and it must be real early because the dog didn't even wake up or move. Um, <laughs> so I'm just, I'm just like, have have your own have your own thoughts 
Um, yes, I know we have to base it on our own experiences and, and how we're equipped to deal with this. And I know that there are people that have to deal with things based on how they are equipped to. But see, I'm even I'm even willing to understand that. That's another thing. Be willing to understand that. Be willing to investigate. You know, there's there's a track. There's somebody who ignored the signs, and there ended up being an accident. They then had to call in somebody to mediate who was right and who's wrong and investigate. And the investigation takes their time to figure out exactly what happened. We will get out of bed better when we become better investigators. Okay. When we be, when we investigate things better, um, we get a better understanding. I'm telling you in every moment and now that I'm out of the fog, I'm not in an anxiety moment. I'm not in a depression moment. I'm not in a grief moment. Um, I'm not as rested as I should be, but in this moment of sleeping on stuff and waking up with clarity, I can say that I can, I, after, after, upon investigation and upon investigation, I can say what something is and what this is. And, and, uh, and I forgot what I was going to say on, on that, but just investigate. You know, and there are those that don't investigate because they don't want to know. And that's okay because there have been times when I I don't, I don't want to know. There have been times when others have made decisions about what I should know. And that's okay too if they want to take that on, you know. But I know, oh, I know what I was going to say. There have been times where I, now that I'm in a moment of clarity, and I could honestly look back at situations that gave me a lot of angst or anxiety or depression is now that I can remember back, a lot of those, a lot for the most part, had to do with not being open enough, not being willing enough to investigate and get to the bottom of it. And many of it, many of things that have been disappointing in life had to do with misunderstanding misunderstandings and manipulations and of trust and feelings and emotions and all of those things. And you don't want to be that person that where, okay, you're not going to put your trust or your emotions and things. You got to keep doing that over and over and over because the more you do it, the more you get around people which you can trust or which you can be vulnerable or which you can show and experience emotions with, right? If you stop, if you don't keep going down the track, you don't you don't get anywhere. You literally don't get anywhere. You end up like, okay, I'm just gonna stay here. This is it. You know, at this point, as long as I've lived, yeah, I've experienced that. Like, ooh, I don't want to do that. I don't want to experience that anymore. I can say that. But there's there's something about pain. It goes away. The hurting part of it, it goes away. Um, the, the, that, the sting, you know, I remember I was in the car and I got stung. It was like a bee got in the car with me and uh, I went to roll down my window and he was, I guess on the armrest and pop stuck. And I was like, ouch. And I dealt with it right then and there. I pulled over. I was like, well, luckily I think I'd already stopped because I was getting ready to eat. I was going to roll down the window. And, um, I'm like, whoa, did I just get stung? I, I did what I needed to do to get the bee out of the car and get the stinger out of me. 
right? Does that mean I stop driving? Does that, does that mean I stop rolling down my windows? Does that mean I stop riding? Does that mean I stop enjoying something? I think I probably had something sweet. I don't know. I don't know what attracted the bee. I investigated. I tried to investigate it. And I'm like, okay, I don't know where he came from. Uh, and I, in plan investigating, it was earlier, I guess, the, and I, by thinking about it, I think earlier it was based on where I had parked. And when I got in the car, he got in with me. And when I went to go roll down the wood, apparently he had been riding, resting on the armrest. Like, where am I? And so forth. Investigate. Don't be afraid to investigate. Don't be afraid to, to look in it. And, and especially in a moment where you have full clarity. Because if you're like me, you have to deal with all these other things. You're not. And, and you, like, I woke, I'm right now, I, I can recognize, whoa, I'm in a clarity moment. Um, I feel good. I don't have an ache and a pain. Or well, I do still kind of feel a little stiff because I didn't do the full walk. That I, we walked the dog and I walked a little bit more yesterday. We only got a little bit more than we normally do. Um, but I noticed now there's there's no weight. There's no angst. There's no anxiety. Uh, there's no depression. It's a, it's a good day, as we people would say. It's a good day. Even with all that I had to read this morning, even with all the sadness that's coming coming upon us with all this stuff, still, still, as they say, this too shall pass. Investigate a little bit. All right, I'm going to short you about five minutes because I'll only repeat myself. But I want to remind you that there are other episodes about how to get out of bed. And we, we even though I'm still, I don't know that I'm doing them every day, I did amp them up a little bit. Um, simply because, you know, such a time as these, we should talk about it. And I know, um, we're quarantined. I mean, I've been in my domicile for a while and, and, um, and I'm, I don't want to say new normal. Uh, I added a new hobby. Uh, I did that and I had a conversation about that. The dog is stretching. And so I guess we're going to get up. Let me see. And yeah, we're going to, um, turn on TV and catch. And see how things are being interpreted from online to on TV. And he laid back down. So, I don't guess he's ready to go out. And then we've got to figure out some... We haven't been eating breakfast lately. We've been eating lunch. But even though my stomach has been growling the last couple of mornings. Because um, I've been eating a little lighter in the evenings than than normally. So, I have been waking up wanting some breakfast. And I saw a picture of some really fluffy... fluffy I can't even say it. Fluffy eggs and I'm like man I should make some uh scrambled eggs but then I we didn't shop this week because we had so much left um so much from the last shopping that I I now need to think about replenishing some stuff for over the weekend I said I wasn't gonna cook today because man I cooked last night so that means we've got Sunday leftovers Monday leftovers Tuesday leftovers I think we can come up with something to eat for Wednesday because I know that I'm going to cook um, Friday, uh, iffy on Thursday, definitely Saturday and Sunday. So um, I need to see what we have. And uh, I know Friday, I think Friday we're going to double back on the fish, but that's part of the kitchen podcast. See, I told you I needed to go. We were going to go somewhere with this. Uh, there is a kitchen podcast. I will do that. So wherever you find this one, look, uh, check some of the other content that we have out there. And again, if you are dealing with anxiety or depression and you wonder how some of us, some others have come through it, uh, check out some of the episodes we have out there. 
uh, I can at least help you get out of bed. But I just need you to do one more favor and, and also plan to catch the next one. But do me another favor. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. Yeah.